Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the Poema PDX podcast. We are so excited to be able just to come together and talk about worship. Um, Amber is back with us now and it's been so good because she has so much wisdom and knowledge to drop on this as well as I do as well. And we're still always in the learning process. Nothing that we can say that we have it all figured out, but we are just so excited just to be able to share our heart, share our um, experiences, to share our joy, to share just what worship means to us as people collectively as well as individually and as creative. So let's just dive into this conversation because we are just going to be able to have such a fun time and we're just excited for this season. So let's get into it. Let's get it. So, Amber, how is it going? (laughs) It's going really good. Awesome. It's been a a really, I think you mentioned you needed your little clip. It's just been a a season of rest, resting into the Lord and seeing what he wants to speak to me and listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, How about you? Oh, my gosh. It's been a season season of abiding that's what it's been for me mm. um okay so like lots of fun things are on the horizon and it's really cool mm. just to like be able just to see what's happening but like not know what the heck that even means because there's just so much awesome things coming my way and i'm like okay like i don't really know where to go or how to go or what to do or anything but <laughs> that's okay it's not my responsibility to know anything it's my responsibility just to be obedient and to go yeah. And so that's been where I've been at right now and just seeing the fruit and hearing a lot of the feedback from people that want to be part of Poema as far as interviews in this next season has been just makes me just want to jump for joy, makes me so excited. So I'm definitely on a little bit of a high because of that, because I love that people love the worship and I love that we get to talk about worship tonight um, Mm -hmm. because we are worshipers in and outside of the church and individually and collectively with so many people we have so many amazing opportunities that have been given to us and we don't even know what the heck or how they have come our way we just are like we're just been in our room like worshiping and now like at this same time god's like hey like i have someone for you that wants you to play or wants you to come over here and you just get invited to these crazy spaces but i think it's just that kind of awesome place that we need to talk about is what does worship mean to us as people first what does worship mean to us as creatives and thirdly why does like why do we even worship like what the heck like what does that even mean to worship so Mm. let's let's tackle the first question i know we have like this really awesome big like three questions so we get to like have so much time on these because i think it's really important for us to sit in it and not just rush and go all right next one next next one it's important for us just to have that space where we're able to just steep into it and talk through it and you know we're not any kind of rush trying to be here all night even though we can be but we will definitely make it like you know about 45 minutes of a conversation between all three three of these yeah sounds good so, okay, so n- number one, wor- what does worship mean to you, Amber? Man, um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, <Your favorite. laughs> I know, right? 
Well, I obviously, most people that have listened to the podcast know that, that I love to sing for Jesus. Um, and, and, but that's only one way of worship because worshiping is much more than just singing. And I think that worship is just, um, I kind of picture it as being at the feet of Jesus. Like the story of Martha and Mary, where Mary's just sitting and Jesus says, you know, what she's doing, no one can take from her. Um, it's when you have, you know, that perspective, that position um, in relation to Christ where, you know, you just love to serve him in really any way. So everything becomes a form of worship um, for Jesus. I don't want to go too long, but that I guess would be kind of like a, um, the answer without me long-winded that I have. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think a lot of the times for me, like we'll go back and forth because it's not an interview for one person, which is awesome. We get to talk and yeah. interview ourselves, um, mm-hmm. and just our personal experiences. Uh, for me, is a it's worship is a a space of surrender. It's a space mm-hmm. where I can just come in and say, I don't know, um, but I do know that God knows as well yeah. as. I can remind myself of how good God is and mm-hmm. how faithful he is. Cause I think as people, as humans, we can really be in a place where we just see life and we're like, Oh my gosh, like that is a lot to take in. That's a lot to say, blah, 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 like all the things. And we just don't have that, that heavenly mindedness that like yeah. that, that vision that we can like actually understand and see God in who he is. And I think that's a great mm-hmm. reminder. It pulls us back to the heart of it, of why we're even alive today, why we're even doing anything we do today. Cause it's not just worship in music, it's worship in everything, like working out, working, um, the day-to-day conversations. It's like in every single aspect of your life, you should be always thinking of how can I glorify God? How can I be someone yeah. that wants to impact others, whether it is in a relationship way or in a way of helping them or financially, whatever it looks like, how can we just come alongside them? And I think when we look at worship in that way, it's like, we just want to partner with heaven. We want to come alongside it and be like, Hey, like I don't have all the answers, but I know that God does. And I, and my worship actually brings me to a place where I can um, partner and come alongside and not be like, this is the Steven show. What's up? Like, it's like, no, right. like this is not the Steven show. This is not the Amber show. Mm-hmm. Like this is God's show. This, Jesus. Is, <laughs> this is Jesus. Like just coming down and being like, yo, I'm here. I'm walking with you guys. And because of that, it's possible. So yeah. when we come into that space, I come to that space <clears throat> of worship. I have to like get completely away from distractions. I, I hate social media. I hate my cell phone about 95% of the time. And I'm like, thank God. I can like throw my phone across the room. I can be like airplane mode, that crap. And I can just go like, yep, distractions are gone because everything I want to do right now is just so focused on Jesus. And there's like that space where I can just be like, yep, here I am. It's super intimate. It's very awesome because when he shows up, it's just like, everything changes like the prophetic comes out like songs come out 
you know, I wrote like four songs in a matter of two months. And I was like, mm. people will spend so much time. But I'm like, and I was just like, just sitting with God and like all these songs are coming through. And it was just so amazing just to have that awe and reverence of how yeah. he wanted to show up in that way. Because he was like, yeah, like you're giving me your full heart, your full affection. And yeah. like for that, and because of that, and because of our love and relationship together, I want to show you a deeper part of me. Which right. is so like I can't even put it into words how amazing that is that the the creator yeah. of everything is like Stephen I see you Amber I see you all people listening yeah. now I see you and I want to be with you in this intimate space. I was just thinking that word intimacy. You you know I've been praying like as I fall asleep like Lord I just want to draw near to you and I think that too you know. Uh, I've been writing too, which is cool. Like he's really put these songs on both you and I's heart. And, yeah. um, and in that I've realized, so one of the things that I've changed is, um, you know, because those, the social media trap is there and we, you know, we have a responsibility to manage our time and, um, give the time to God that he deserves, which honestly for me, I just, I try to spend all day with him. Um, I don't say, okay, I'm going to set aside this one hour for you, God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my whole day is yours, Jesus, my whole day. So help me not be distracted by these very distracting things. Yeah. Um, and he totally is so um, just amazing at at helping with, with that. So I've replaced the social media scrolling <laughs> with, um, there's a Holy Bible app. And I love it because there's like... Um, you know, different plans that are like topical. Um, so you like, you know, if I want to learn more about the prophetic or um, love or marriage or, you know, just there's different Bible plans that are topical based on that. So I've literally been spending hours every night just reading the Bible. It's devotionals and then it's scripture. Yeah. And the more and more of God's word that gets in, I just feel like the closer and closer that I get to him. And so None of my singing has gotten better by anything I've done. It's gotten better because of drawing near to the one who does it all. And so um, I just think that, I don't know, maybe an encouraging word to somebody, because honestly, sometimes, um, you know, I wouldn't want to put down my phone or my show and go pick up my Bible. And I hate even admitting that. My pride doesn't want to admit that. Mm-hmm. But that's just where I was. Um, but I know that the Lord is good. And that he's drawn me back to him. And in this season of rest, I've really just been able to hear him. And and when he speaks, it's so incredible because he really does have um, such good things to pour into our lives um, if we can hear him and if we're willing to listen. Yeah. And so, you know, just giving, um, it's not just a, a certain amount of time. It's just, Lord, Anytime. My yeah, whole life is yours. You know, like that point of surrender you're talking about. I love that you said that. Yeah. Mm. So good. Yeah. It's just yeah. that, that space where you're saying like, yeah, it's every day. It's all the time. It's in every place that we go. It's not just in, you know, a closet or in a church or in a bedroom or totally. wherever, like, wherever mm-hmm. you go. Like it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. Like he's omnipresent. Yeah. So like, let's worship him 
all the time, anytime, everywhere. Exactly. All the time, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> um, and it's, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. It's freedom to do that. It's like, it, it doesn't, you don't have to wait for a Sunday at church or a, a Bible study moment or what, whatever. Like my favorite thing to do right now is to fall asleep talking to Jesus mm. and my dreams have been really incredible and I've been praying about specific things and the Lord has been answering these prayers and just he's confirming things in a way that I can't make up, you know, he's just so present, but Mm -hmm. it was, you know, um, it's just, I don't know, falling asleep talking to Jesus. There's just nothing better. (laughs) And it's even brought my husband and I closer together and more on the same page like if there's people and I don't it's weird because this is a, a podcast about worship but I feel like I'm supposed to say that if you're struggling in your marriage or relationship and and you're kind of at your rope's end <laughs> like you don't know what to do um fall asleep praying to Jesus get in the word read the bible maybe find a, a devotional on marriage that has scripture that's um, from God's word and, and just, you know, let that flow over you. And then when you're done reading it and you're falling asleep, pray and talk to Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, it works. The Lord mm-hmm. is there and he meets you in that place. And my husband and I have a great marriage. We don't have this, you know, problematic marriage where, you know, we're struggling or whatever, um, as far as that goes, um, However, we all need help in our relationships and our and stuff. And so, worship is even that. It's it's giving your all to God for loving your neighbor, you know, and and for love. Period. Um, and so, I just like recently, you know, I've been praying, and like my husband is like, "Hey, this is what the Lord's been speaking to me," and I'm like, "What? This is so cool!" And we pray together the other night, um, which. I know probably you should all the time in marriage, <laughs> but it's not, it wasn't a norm for him. Mm. And I, we both pray a lot, um, but coming together and prayer because we have four kids and we both work full time and they're not excuses. It's just life. Um, right. But we're being intentional about coming together and praying because the Lord's very, you know, his very word says where there's two more gathered. He is there. So that's why he's just always there here. You know, we have six people in this house. He's always here, always. So just thinking about kind of more um, the relationship aspect and the surrender of worship, and um, again, just that position of mm-hmm. of worship is so sweet. You know. Yeah. I don't know why I said that about marriage. I think I just Lord put on my heart. It's like I know people have great marriages, but even if with great marriages, um, you still need Jesus. Totally. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So I think somebody needed to hear that. And um, real quick, like with our our ways to reach us, we're happy to pray for anybody that's struggling with marriage or any other issues. Um, yeah, we'd love to come alongside and pray. Yeah. Ooh, dropping it like it's hot. I love it. Boom. 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 So you definitely just answered the next question without even knowing. Oh, cute. You I'm just sorry. said, how does it impact you as like collectively, like with other mm. people? And I think that's like okay. the best thing. And I think. But well, you can speak into that quite a bit too with your recent stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
I can speak into that. Like recently, um, like I met someone, which is awesome, like at this worship conference and like, it was just an amazing time. And like, God just brought us together and it was just like, wow, like what the prophetic word that, you know, he brought to both of us individually. And then they were like spot on and we're like, what the heck is going on right now? Like, this is so insane that like we have this very similar, not prophetic word, like to like for each other, like as collective, it's like more so of a prophetic word for each other individually. And then from there, we were, someone came over to um, Maddie and they were like, Hey, like this is actually crazy. But the guy that just like prophetically spoke over you, he's someone that's like super special to you. Mm. And, and then she was like, well, like, yeah, like he's really awesome. And then she's like, no, like he's like someone that's super special. So then from there, I felt God telling me, Hey, like go and talk to her and like go and like just see if she wants to hang out. And then from there, it was really cool because we actually have a lot of things that are in common and we found that out and we were able to get like deep pretty quick and like, not just about like, Hey, like this is our, this is our garbage. Here you go. It's like, no, like this is who God is to us. This is who we see him as This is what we've gone through. How can we put Jesus in the center of it all? How do we keep Mm -hmm. Jesus in the center of it all always? And now we are like, dating after all that and it was just so insane just to see all those kinds of pieces that came into it because like god cares about us so deeply and it's like that space where we we don't even understand it we just like are so excited when he does show up in that intimate way because we get to see him in a way that a lot of people just like wish that they could see him in and i think that's so sad it breaks my heart when people say i wish i knew god like you do and i'm like Mm. me too like please like let's let's walk alongside together like i don't want you to feel like you can't because you can everyone can Mm -hmm. and it's like this this place where the enemy has just like places thing on our heart on our mind the saying that other people are better at worshiping or other people are better at this because of that and i'm like no that's a straight up lie Sometimes it's not even the enemy. Um, sometimes it's just ourselves or the world. Um, you know, I think that a lot of times, um, you know, we, I mean, I know the enemy's definitely, I mean, we are, there's a spiritual world we live totally amongst. You know, I'm not discounting that at all. And I, I want to make that clear. But <laughs> sometimes I think that we, we are self deceiving or can be. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just that again, just getting into the word and reading that scripture and seeing what it says and letting it soak in. It's like, no, you know, the Lord has called us to make disciples of the nations. You know, mm-hmm. that's huge. That's a big thing. So then it's how do we do that? So if there's people that don't know Jesus, then we need to figure out, okay, what are the ways that we can reach people for Jesus? And the Bible gives us lots of different ways to do that. Um, and but like you said, it's heartbreaking when somebody says, I wish I knew Jesus. And I feel like we, you know, this podcast and worship and, um, you know, speaking when it's not popular about things of, of the Lord, um, all these things, kind of like when you're in a dark room and somebody flips on the light, the light is good because then you can see. But when you're sitting in the dark and the light gets flipped on, it's offensive. 
Yeah. Right. So that's good. Mm-hmm. So these people want to know the Lord, um, but they are in the dark. And so when you flip on that light, their instant reaction is, oh, turn it off. Um, so that I think relationship is key. So not just, hey, we love Jesus and you should too. You know, that's, I don't think sometimes maybe that'll work, but, you know, and, and that's great if it does work. Um, but I feel like we need to be, you know, getting in the relationship with people and, and having them, you know, kind of living lives together, like you're talking about collaboration, you know, mm-hmm. living lives together with people and not just Christians. One of the things that's been so heavy on my heart lately is, you know, it's easy to love people that are lovable, um, mm-hmm. but it's real hard to love your enemies. And yeah. I struggle with that. And I think that that is key. You know, the Lord says, love your enemies. He says, you know, um, even when he was on the cross, they, they know not what they do. Right. And we're holding people accountable for something they don't know. It's like standing in front of a blind man and screaming in his face, see. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? So um, we need to be more relational in our um, meetings and greetings with people. You know what I mean? Like just, hey, like I, I just want to be a friend. Let's start there. Right. I want to live life with you. I want to, hey, you don't have groceries in your fridge. Let me let me go to my house and grab some groceries because I have more than I need, mm-hmm. and you don't have enough. Let you know your kids don't have shoes because of you know you got laid off at work. Let's find out what what our neighbors' needs are and and meet those needs. You know, and that's and then oh hey you're having a hard day. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you right now? Yeah. And then let the Lord do the work because he, he says he can do it. So we're just being obedient and faithful to, to the calling of his word, right? And then he is the one that does it all. Right. And, and he's the one that deserves all that glory. But but investing in people's lives and living lives um, mm-hmm. together. And, I mean, I shouldn't find out, Stephen, that you had this horrible thing happen three weeks later because if I'm invested in your life, I would know about it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the world we live in today is very distant as far as, uh, you know, relationships go because it is very media-based, social media-based. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's not as much face-to-face anymore. And, and you know, social media has a place. I'm not saying it's totally awful. I'm saying that it can be abused and you need to be careful because yeah. it can be addictive and, and, and you could use it for the wrong ways. And destructive. Um, but it, Right. But it can also be used for good and it can get the word of Jesus out, you know, so it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that if we're investing all of our time into our devices and not into people, that's a problem. And we need to be looking into that and praying, God, okay, search my heart. That that scary prayer, search my heart and like help me to see the ways in which I can improve so that people know who you are and I can help in that way you know just that vulnerable like I don't know what I'm doing Lord but I'm here and I'm willing and I'm able you just tell me what to do and I'll be obedient just that surrendered heart that you were talking about right and the main thing that word that keeps on coming to my heart and mind like as you're talking through this is just family I think like like Mm -hmm. the main thing that like worship does as as a collective in people like it just builds family it builds deep relationships Mm -hmm. and then helps people understand their posture. I think that's what, you know, that, that first question was, what does it mean to us? It's just, it's that place, that posture of humility where we can actually like 
go and see and understand that we're not that it's not about us it's about yeah you know making god great it's about making his mm -hmm. name great in every area of our life as yeah. well as because of his great yeah. work for us and then also building that family yeah. that we get to walk in together because in Poema, our heart is to be a family it's not to be a bunch of single right. individual 100%. people that are going to be coming in and be like okay i'm doing my own thing like later yeah. i'm gonna chuck deuces and go on <laughs> tour like no like we want you to come mm -hmm. back and be like guys guess what just happened like i had this awesome right? opportunity or hey guess what god just did or hey like I'm having a really bad day. I need help. I need prayer. Like, mm -hmm. can you come alongside me and help me out? Cause I just, I'm going through the same rut over and over again with this yeah. photo or video or music or whatever it is. And like, mm -hmm. we're like, dude, we got you. Like we're here. Yeah. And I think that's what, a safe place. Yeah. It's a safe you, place. You can just say it all. And we're just going to, we're not going to judge. We're exactly. going to come alongside you and we are going to pray with you and for you. Yeah. And, and it's just safe. It's just a space where we just don't want it to ever be about, you know, the main event of mm -hmm. making art. Yeah, we want to make incredible yeah. art, but we always want to have an incredible family. I think it's the right. best thing ever. Like, sure, we'll have all the equipment, we'll have all this the stuff to make it so glorious. But if we don't have a family, we're just a bunch of individuals running around trying to just <laughs> push some like circles into square pegs. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Like because we need to, we need each other which is what Poem is all about, yeah. just collaborating with creatives for God's glory and to change the world for his kingdom. Like that's where we're at well, right now. It kind of comes back to that love your neighbors yourself. And that hit me pretty hard a few months ago mm. because I was thinking about that. And <laughs> my thought was, well, if I loved my neighbor like I love myself, it, it wouldn't be very good. You know, I yeah. just, just, they wouldn't want it. <laughs> so, and, and, yeah. I, you know, in this world about how, oh, I need to love myself more. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm mm -hmm. just talking about, I needed to invest my time in worshiping Jesus, the King of Kings, mm -hmm. resting in Jesus, the King of Kings. He's worthy of it all. Right. So, yeah. um, and, and the only, you know, the reason that I can love my neighbor is myself. And I came to a point of, okay, I love, I love myself because, because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. in christ i know i know my identity in christ right um and then i can love my neighbor well right mm -hmm. so getting to that point because i think there's a lot of people that struggle with well i don't love myself to harm the world am i going to love my neighbor like you know and that be a good thing um so just addressing that like okay well number one the lord made you and he does not make mistakes right um and that he made you and created you in his image mm -hmm. and then he says that Christ is in us. So, you know, we can live our life for Christ and be I like I like to think of like ambassadors for Christ. You know? Yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're just um and that can be good and bad because you can be a bad ambassador for Christ if yeah, you're not totally. you know, if you're not if you're not in the word and you're not praying and you're not learning. I know that I make mistakes all the time and I say the wrong things all the time, but my heart is for Jesus. So even if I say the wrong thing, I, I will apologize and then I'll try to learn from it. And I think in that, like having that humility with, with everything is huge and important. And I think that Poema, you know, that's kind of the point is like with family, you're going to have 
good days and bad days, you're going to have fights sometimes and work through them. But, you know, like I know, like with my husband, I have a real bad day, but I can come and say, look, hon, I need prayer. I am not having a good day. And I just, I don't know what's wrong. And I have, I have no excuses. I shouldn't act the way I'm acting, but I am. Mm-hmm. And I need help. I need you to help me. Can you pray with me? And he will. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the whole family aspect that you were saying. And that doesn't mean, you know, just blood family. That means like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're my brother in Christ. And we have a lot of brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles in Christ, you know, all over. And I, I'm excited to grow the play in the family, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Jesus and his kingdom. Yeah. Come on. That's so good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Ready for that last that last one? Last one. The last, last one, one is, do how does worship impact you as, what does worship mean to you? What does worship mm-hmm. mean to you as a creative? That's so sweet. Um, first of all, it's humbling mm-hmm. to even be, like the Lord has given me a gift of, of music. Yeah. And that in itself is, is humbling because he didn't have to, mm-hmm. but he chose to. Um, and so in that, you know, obviously, again, like I said, it's not about music, but music is one of the specific gifts that he has given me. And so that's what I think that I'm going to go to right now because I have been writing music for a long time, but I don't finish a lot of songs <laughs> because I I just wasn't in the, in the place. Um, but recently, um, the Lord has put, he, 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 he made it clear that I am supposed to write from the healing side of hurt because I was trying to write congressional, not congressional, congregational songs. I would say <laughs> congregational songs and, and it wouldn't work. It just wasn't working. And I'm like, Oh, what's, you know, what's wrong with me? I want to write these congregational songs that mm-hmm. I can hear the church singing or whatever. And he said, no, you, you know, right from here, right from the healing side of hurt, because I've, I've healed from a lot of hurts. I still have a lot of hurts to heal from, but I've healed from a lot of hurts. And he's like, right here, because you know about it, you understand it. And there's people, my sons and daughters that are hurting. And if you write these songs, um, it will affect them. They will hear it and it could potentially save lives. It could bring people closer to Jesus. It can just be that moment of transformation in somebody's, um, you know, life. And, and, you know, the Lord is kind of speaking in me like right from this place. And that place is also coming from scripture. So like the song I wrote most recently was out of Matthew because it was like talking about, you know, when, Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and stepped out of the boat and, and how the Lord is like, you know, as long as Peter had his eyes on the Lord and had, had that faith, he wouldn't sink. But then, you know, we know the story. He starts to sink. Yeah. And, and, and I, to me, I, I just feel like the Lord has a sense of humor because I was praying about that when I was writing a song and the Lord says, well, it's not like we don't know how to swim. <laughs> That's what he says to me. And I'm like, wait, and it's kind of that funny place where the Lord's like, look, you know, you'll swim. I'm right here. You're going to be swimming. But I, what I'm saying is when you walk with me, then you're walking on water. Otherwise, you're just treading water mm-hmm. by yourself, thinking you can do it on your own. Right. But if you keep your eyes on me, then you can walk right on top of that water. And now it takes us faith. Yeah, 
That's good. And so, it, yeah, so I think that creatively, I think about these scriptures and I think about these stories and the Lord breaks them down for me and applies them kind of to my life. Like, I know that you can't always do that with scripture. Um, you know, sometimes I read a scripture and obviously a lot of times that doesn't happen, but I know that the Lord, he knows how I understand things. And so mm-hmm. he'll like that story he gave me and that way he said it to me, it makes sense. I will never forget that. And he, he just allowed me to understand that so in a different way. And now I've written a whole song around it and, and I love that he does it. So I think that's the, there's the creativity and worship that, that the Lord knows his people. He knows his sons and daughters. He knows how we hear him yeah. and he knows how to tell us his story so that we can understand. Um, and I'll, I know I'm long winded and I'm sorry. And one more thing real quick. Go for it. I was, I was reading last night cause one of the lives the enemy has had me try to believe for the last couple of months is that I'm too old and then I'm kind of like done, you know, like what could I possibly do? You know, I'm getting up there. I'm not that old, but <laughs> the enemy no, was, was trying to get after me. But, um, especially with worship, like your voice is going to go, you're, you know, like how long do you have that voice? And, you know, all these things, just really icky. Um, and <laughs> I read this scripture last night and it was just so sweet because it just, it reminded me of the Lord's plan for me. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was this, um, and when the head waiter tasted the water, which had turned into wine, not knowing where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, he called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone else serves his best wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then he serves that which is not so good. But you have kept back the good wine until now. And the Lord literally spoke to my heart and he said, you are the good wine. Mm. I mean, I, you know, he could have used my gifts and my talents a long time ago and chose not to. And I thought that maybe... Um, maybe I was done. Um, and he says, no, ma'am, you're just getting started. And in the face of eternity, when you think about that, that Jesus died on the cross so that we can have eternity, the older we get, the younger we get, because when you look towards eternity, mm-hmm. that's forever. Yeah. So we're not even getting old, we're getting younger. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a sweet picture the Lord gave me. And that's a creative answer for a creative person that God made me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's so I can't good. think of that stuff. He does. Mm, yeah. No <laughs> What's way. your answer? I'm dying to hear it. Whoa, you're dying. No, yeah. Like, keep on going. It's like, <laughs> man. No, I'm always long winded, and you always have to be like, okay, can I talk? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be like respectful of everybody's time, and I want to hear from you too. But it was yeah. just, he's just been dropping these things mm. on me, and I'm just like, oh, I just love it. It's so sweet. And I like sharing with other people because maybe that word was not just for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's for everyone. Always, I think that's like a a word that you can always feel like it's you're you're too late. And I read something earlier today. It's like it's never too late to start. You know, like that's that's something that I've always heard from like motivational entrepreneurs and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But like, but like God's timing is always like perfect. So mm-hmm. like, there's nothing that we can ever do to, to add or subtract from our life and to make it better. Like, you know, it's, it's not in our hands. It's not, it's not our responsibility, I guess, 
to try to play God and, and do that. Um, so for me, as a creative person in all different kinds of spheres, um, it is, yeah, it's exciting. Like it really p- puts new life into every single thing that I do in the creative world. Um, I, I go into it without feeling like I know it. Um, I go into it with a place of curiosity. And I think that's really cool because I don't ever want to have it all figured out. Um, Mm -hmm. I always want to learn and grow. So it's very similar to humility, but at the same time, like I want to approach creativity every single time I pick up my guitar, play drums or sing or do a video or podcast. Like I'm looking at in this new lens of curiosity, like what if I just actually mm-hmm. just looked at it in this lens? Because I think That's a lot great. of times we can get so stuck in the worship field. If we want to go to worship music, like G, C, D, E minor, you know, all day, every day, like that's all the songs. And you're like, no, like I want to like sing in different tune. I want to go into this different kind of riff or I want to like see what this does. If I go to a, a minor or a major, or if I even just, play around a little bit and allow yeah. there to be space. Mm-hmm. So for me as a creative worship creates space. It creates a space where I'm able to actually grow and not, yeah. not have it be in a place where I've been playing drums for years, like 15 plus years. And I'm playing guitar like for, I don't even know, like six, seven years. And mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be in a place. I'm like comfortable. I want to be like, I want to grow. I want to like expand. I want to look at a song and like go and walk outside and be like, okay, I want some inspiration from my life. Also from the scriptures, also from other people, what I see, like, it's just that space where I can utilize art and see art and everything, see worship and everything, like everything has meaning. So I want to never be in a place of Oh yeah, like I just want to like write it only on this scripture or this on this or, or my life was really hard last year or whatever or my life's really happy right now. It's like yeah. no, like I want to be open, always open mm-hmm. to to what God is saying and not to what Stephen is saying because mm-hmm. like it's, like I said before, it's not the Stephen show. <laughs> like and, yeah, and I think the song that I wrote like last October like was not a Steven song. It was a song that was meant for people to hear, which I'll share on another episode. Cause we're going to have little sneak peeks. Um, but the more I share it, the more people are like, wow, I need to hear that. And I'm like, I don't even know why I wrote this song. I have no idea. Like it just came out of freaking thin air. And like, and it, I wasn't even in a place of like understanding what, who or how God was even like, good in this season because it was so just dark but the fact that like god brought this song into my life when i was going through the mud like (laughs) and that i can sing it now and sing it then brought a whole greater depth of like wow like i don't ever want to be in a place of control or in a place of curiosity and creation of the open space that there is and like never being in in a in a posture of of knowing everything that's just so boring like if i knew everything about art and about god and worship i would probably be like cool i'm gonna go explore something else now because i guess i got this all figured out like 
and I and I know that's my personality. Like once I figure things out, I get bored. So I'm like, no, I want to always be curious, always on the discovery of what that looks like as a creative person, and to not be so set in my ways. Because I always I always think of Alex. Alex is like someone that I can consistently like think of when it comes to create to not mm. being in a place of the norm with his photography, with his way of his personality wise. Like he's just mm -hmm. someone that I really admire because he's, he's such a awkward person in the best <laughs> possible way. Like I love Alex. <laughs> yeah. He's like a penguin in the middle of summer. Like he's like, wait, you're in. <laughs> that's the best. Oh my gosh. That's the best description like, of Alex dude, I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah. He's like six, four, like weighs like 150 yeah. pounds. I'm like, bro, you're always wearing uh -huh. a suit and tie. And I'm like, w and I don't know, like if you know that you're look like a penguin in the middle of summer. Like I just don't get it, but I love it because I just am so drawn to your, your character because you just look at things in such a different lens all the yeah. time. And I want to be in that place all the time. Yeah. There's just no end to creativity. Yeah. That's what makes it so amazing. Like you can't go, okay, well I've done every creative thing I can possibly do. I don't think that's impossible. Mm -mm. There's just so many avenues of creativity and that's why I like, I think, with Plan, I like, what a cool family that it, it, it's already, but it's going to continue to uh, evolve into because there's just these different people that maybe would never have come together any other way. But yeah. under the umbrella of creativity mm -hmm. now, that creates this, this, this family that didn't exist before that's so cool and it's like you know you read the bible and you see that all over the place you know look at look at who jesus hung out with like they didn't have much in common in fact most people thought why in the world would he hang out with people yeah, like exactly that? like why are you with you these know? people <laughs> yeah and mm -hmm. i love i love the creative people mm -hmm. um i just love people in general i mean i've been hurt by a lot of people mm -hmm. um but we're called to love them too so um, you know, I just think that, you know, with love being the, the fighting force, you know, um, that the family, there's just nothing that will stop it. It's going to be pretty, pretty incredible. And that unity thing, you know, division is not from the Lord, you know, um, in a family situation and family environment. And we're all family. So if you're feeling division, you know, that's not from the Lord. And so, you know, once you know truth, I like to say, like, you have that John 8, 32 truth, you know, the truth that will set you free. It does. It makes everything else clear um, mm -hmm. in, in the freedom aspect. And and being creative is one of those freedoms that we have. And, like, how fun is that? That it never runs out. Yeah. Ever. Like, yeah, I love, I was actually, um, I read this um, quote this morning. I find it really quick. It said, um, it was, uh, Francis Chan. Mm -hmm. Isn't it a comfort to worship a God that we cannot exaggerate? Hey. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Man, if I don't want to the buttons what? on here. Um... Nope. Boom. There it you is. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I just like, I thought about that. It's like, there is nothing that we can, and we can't exaggerate God because he's that good. He's so good that we mm -hmm. can sit here and just talk about him for hours and hours and hours and never stop. And still we have not exhausted or exaggerated God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the best. 
It's so I good. Love it. He so is, and good. Yeah. He's, um, I want to say this too. You know, I knew that there are some listeners that don't know him and don't know what it means to be in relationship with Jesus. And um, that can be a really scary place. It could be a lonely place. It can be a hard place. It can be a seemingly good place. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't have time tonight to get into all of that, but we do want to make it very, very clear that we are a safe place. So if you have questions, that even if we don't know the answer, we know a lot of people that we can help point you to, but like, let's get the conversation started. Let's mm-hmm. talk, let's pray, let's, you know, get those questions answered if we can. And if not, find somebody that can, because I think it's important that we acknowledge that some people are going, I don't even know who this God guy is, you know, and, and that, um, it's, oh man, he's the best thing yeah. <laughs> ever. Come so, on. um, yeah. So let's, um, let's get that conversation going. Even if you're a skeptic, let's talk, you know, let's talk. Cause he's changed both your life and my life. Yeah. And yes. I know many people's in our life, uh, life have changed over you know, giving our life over to, to the one who can, mm-hmm. you know? Come on. So, so good. I ain't going to preach. I ain't going to preach. I ain't going to preach. <laughs> but we, we, in the kind of family, we love you. Whether you love the Lord right now or not, that doesn't matter. Your family, we love you. We care about you. You are seen and you are known and you are loved. And we would love to tell you more about this Jesus who is incredible beyond anything that ever mm. imagined. Yeah, so good. And just so you guys know, you can reach us on our Facebook at facebook.com slash PointMidPDX. And just on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PointMidPDX or PointMidPDX little is our, what's it called, name. Um, and then we also have... P-O-I, let's spell it, P-O-I-E-M-A, because it is a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, P-O-I-E-M-A-P-D-X. Um, and then also, we have started a Patreon, so big deal. I know, it's super scary, but also fun just to be able to give out more content. So we'll get that out to you guys here shortly, because um, it's still in the works right now. As well as we have a, we have a website, and you can also book and schedule some if like little podcast yeah. things you want to do with us so if you guys want to be part of the Poema PDX family and like be on a show with us have questions feel free to go on our website you can schedule you can reach out to Amber and I you can mm-hmm. also just see what's going on because there's a lot of stuff that's happening and I know it doesn't seem like a lot of stuff is happening because we just say it all the time but there is a lot of stuff happening um, so just behind continue, the scenes yeah just continue <laughs> though it's a journey it's always a journey it's not a race to just freaking be a Ferrari we're like we want to take it slow we want to be doing everything with excellence so as we're doing this we just really ex- are excited just for you guys to be part of it so we'll see you guys yeah. next week and we will thanks for listening thank you so much Mm-hmm. Bye.